get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's this episode's host from up the coast, the man who puts the X in Xbox and the tie on antisocial, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saner. Insaner. Insaner. Felician Noviaron. Estes me, Tyson Saner, and I am not here for this episode. This is a trip back into the archives of Succotash to ring in the new year with classic material. Happy New Year to you! Although I am not here right now, I am recording this portion of the program so as to inform you what is going on. There are multiple origins and convergences of events and personalities to be listened to, and we will be getting to them shortly. This episode contains large portions of Succotash Chats episode 173, called Being Social with Hunter Block, originally published July 20th, 2018. This was the 10th episode of Succotash I put together as host of Succotash. I have excised the opening that I wrote and performed uh, from around that time period, so you don't have to suffer through it, but I have left the outro part of my speech intact so that you'll at least partially understand what I'm not subjecting you to at the beginning. Thank you for listening. I'll probably have something newish for you in two weeks. And you can also tune in in about a week to episode 338, which will probably be brought to you by Mark Hirshon. Go to www.tysonsainer.com for bunches of content and follow me on TikTok under Tyson Saner, all lowercase T-Y-S-O-N-S-A-N-E-R, for little bits of content, and perhaps I could be persuaded to dance. Hmm. Be decent to each other. Enjoy this conversation from the past. Now the moment we've all been waiting for. My interview with my friend and co-host of Antisocial Show, Hunter Block. So, Hunter Block, welcome to Succotash. You know, actually, it feels great to be here, um, if I may say. Thank you for... Yeah, I always always wanted to be on Succotash. It's, uh, ever since I started listening to Succotash, I'm like, God, when can I come on? And that's a, that's a legitimate thing. I always wanted to be on the show. I've always been a, uh, a major uh, fan of uh, Succotash, and uh, I got my Succotash uh, t-shirt, which is pretty cool. So oh, Yeah, that's right. There is a picture of you uh, in that t-shirt on uh, one of the episode um, yes. descriptions. I'm not sure which one it is. Let me check that real quick here. Episode 165, Snippin' Like a Maniac. As, yes. As you in the main thing, it says, Friend of Succotash, Hunter Block Sports' new tee. And it looks like you're standing next to a, well, I'm sure it's supposed to look like a mantelpiece, but it looks kind of like a desk with some candles on it. And then there's a, it looks like a painting, perhaps, above that? Uh, Yeah, let me bring up the, uh, I have the picture on Instagram. Let me pull it up real quick so I can look at what, okay, so basically what that is, it's a, um, it's it's a picture um and uh, you're right it's a uh, kind of like a can like a weird looking candle holder and cool. what i'm leaning against is a uh bookshelf like a like a like a it's supposed to be like an antique looking bookshelf ah okay nice well it is i it does yep. it, it, it's uh it's a nice uh color everything there in the room thank you very nice shades of brown and yellow um what is that painting or picture that what is that image that is above it i think that's a person um it looks kind of like that Jack was, <laughs> Kind of. It, it might be. I mean, or perhaps uh, down this this picture. 
<laughs> this picture was taken downstairs in my living room, so I would actually have to go down there and, and look at the painting itself because I haven't looked at that painting in quite some time. <laughs> so it is, in fact, a painting. Uh, yes. Okay. Yep. yep. I was wondering because, uh, yep. you know, it looks like uh, it could be a photograph, but then the more I, 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 I stare at it, there's no definition in the face, and I don't think the pixel depth is bad because it looks like a high-resolution photograph. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, mm-hmm. so that, that's – that's uh, you on there because of – now, how did you end up in that picture, uh, actually? Uh, like what uh, – I because I don't actually pick the images for the show. Mark does. So um, was it an exchange of T-shirts or something, or was it because you had the T-shirt? Like what happened there? Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, an mean, exchange. <laughs> sorry. Well, what's the story, basically? Sorry. Uh, so basically, I wanted to get my hands on a um, a Succotash T-shirt that I can rock it around and 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 wear it because I I, I love Succotash as I said. Um, so me and Mark had decided to do a T-shirt for a T-shirt. So I gave him a, an anti-social show shirt and he gave me a uh, Succotash shirt. And I did he ask me for a picture or did I just do that on my own? I forget now because that was months ago, but mm-hmm. either way that that's how that came about. It all kind of blurs together after a while, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Every, everything like time kind of like blurs one day is kind of like the same, you know, different days are kind of like the same day, you know, like a Monday yeah. and a Tuesday are kind of like together, you know, it collapses a bit. Like, yeah, it does. It's like uh synecdoche, New York. So I have a question. Uh, how how yes, sir. how were you introduced to the podcast or the soundcast, as as we call it here on Sakatash? Uh, how were you introduced to it as a form of entertainment? Oh wow. Uh, okay, so this is going back to uh, 2011, 2012 when I met you. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah, at that point in time, I had no idea that sound uh, soundcasting or podcasting even existed in those days. Really? Like, had no knowledge of it. Oh. Yeah, really, because, I mean, I don't know if it was, like, highly uh, popular back then as it is now. Like, now you can walk up to ba- basically anyone on the street and say, hey, man, like, do you know what a podcast is? And usually, I mean, nine nine out of ten people will say, yeah, I know what a podcast is, and they either listen to it or they don't listen to a podcast. Or, But you always get that one percent that that's, doesn't even know what a podcast is, you know? Uh, I mean, I, so, I don't want to take issue with your numbers, but I, I'd, say it's, uh, I'd say it's a higher percentage of people that don't know what a podcast is still, but certainly much more than they did before. Uh, you're, you know, you're right. There's a lot of blank stares when you say podcast, people don't didn't know what that was just right. just six years ago. Ex- well, yeah, I mean, so I was, I mean, I was trying to be optimistic. Yeah, um, no, I appreciate that. I, I, but I, so, you know, I'm thinking about it. I'm going, wow, gosh, yeah, yeah. You know me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so back then I had no idea uh, what what a soundcast even was. I, I, you know, obviously I never listened to um, a whole lot of talk radio either. Okay. Um, just just music when I was driving around. And then, uh, you know, you and I struck up a conversation one day and that's when you introduced me to combat radio and I, and I heard my first, uh, combat radio episode and it was on YouTube and it was you discussing plan nine. And I'm like, this is some really cool shit. If I can say that word on the show. Um, yeah. So I was like, this, this is really cool shit. And I, I really got into it. And then that's when you also introduced me to, uh, to the concept of podcasting, which I've never heard before. And, and, 
to me, it was like a really awesome thing because as I started listening to, you know, more and more of it or learning about it, I realized that basically anybody can do a podcast. It wasn't like there were gatekeepers, as Kevin Smith would say, and there was no one telling you that you you couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So that and to me, it was entertaining because I also found out that you can find a, a soundcast for virtually anything. Like anything that piques your interest, there's basically a soundcast for it. Mm -hmm. So that's when I really got into like that's when you introduced me to the breaks and to um to Succotash and to Strange Times and I started listening to, you know, these shows a lot. And I was even on Strange Times a few times. Oh yes. No pun intended there. Mm -hmm. So um the the more I, and even like back in those days, like and we're talking like quite a few years before, uh, in between when I was on my first time on combat radio, if you remember. So there was mm -hmm. there was quite a few years uh, between the time I was on combat radio and strange times. Oh, and yeah, um, and, and even and, and this is only going back. I think the last time I was on strange times was in like 2016, and. I wasn't we weren't even doing uh antisocial show at that particular time. So oh, like man. to me it was still like listening to it was pretty cool, but like just being on this like being on a podcast or soundcast was still kind of like mm -hmm. a bit nerve wracking for me in those days. So you have are you saying you haven't been on a Strange Times episode since twenty sixteen, do you think? Or Correct. Wow, I I kinda thought you'd been on sooner yeah. than that. Wow, how how time flies. So so on a speaking to that, so uh, so your first appearance on combat radio was October 26th, 2012. Correct. In the Halloween season in a, in a, uh, a show called angry jack-o'-lanterns of doom. Uh, ah, yes, yes, yes. Also in the room were, uh, Ashley Palmer of paranormal activity, the film series, uh, Tom Vitorino, who is going to become a regular co-star or co-host uh, of, um, Ethan Denton Myers for of course is the host of the show. I should mention his name, <laughs> but I was speaking of guests yes. first, uh, Peter Shinkoda, uh, who I think was just finishing up on, uh, his run on falling skies, falling skies. Yep. With another, uh, combat radio regular, uh, Doug Jones, body work, man, Doug, Doug Jones. Jones, body work, yep. an extraordinary man, Jones. Uh, that's a long name that I added a bunch of stuff to it. Uh, I don't. It's it's. I, I don't think it's actually called body worker. It's called something though, because it's it's it's. Uh, he does full body makeups and has for a very long time. Uh, That's uh, pretty cool. He had a run as uh, Mac Tonight. You might recall uh, the the man in the moon in the McDonald's commercials with a giant crescent uh, shaped moon head guy playing at the piano. That was that was Doug Jones in that. Yes. Uh, several several Mac Tonight. Um, Commercials, so not just one, like many, many. <laughs> anyway, uh, but he wasn't there. And then uh, I actually was on uh, toward the end. Uh, so in a way, that episode was kind of like the first antisocial show where we weren't actually on it together. <laughs> yeah, right. But we we kind of like missed each other, but it, we were we because I was on I think, and then I jumped off, and then you jumped on after. Is that right? More or less, yeah. We, we talked about um, yeah. Wolfman movies. I had just seen a few movies for Halloween, and uh, I had seen the original Wolfman with Lon Chaney Jr. and uh, Claude Rains, and then I had also watched the uh, Joe Johnston remake with Benicio del Toro and Anthony Hopkins, and I also had seen uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, so which also had Lon Chaney. Junior as 
the character that he played in the original Wolfman, uh, Larry Talbot. Um, so it's like Larry Talbot played kind of for laughs, even though he was pretty serious in it. Uh, and it's an Abbott Costello movie. So, but yeah, so that was, uh, that was all in that, that one October. So then just almost four years to the day, it's actually about, um, six days later would be, sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. Eight days later would be the 26th of October. But uh, so on October 18th, 2016, the first episode of antisocial show debuted. Yes. Which is that show that we do together. And it is, so it means that we're, we're, it's been, so it's over 50 episodes now, over 50 episodes of your own soundcast, basically one that you're on and that you contribute to regularly. As you would say, you co-host, you are the other half of this show. You are, some would say the personality of the show. And, uh, it's, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, thank you. Uh, God, I mean, you're welcome. it's just my boring ass for an hour. Nobody would listen. Um, so actually that's not, that's not true, dude, because, um, you, you have, um, like I, I noticed that when you do our show, right. When you do antisocial show. Okay. Mm. And, and on either show, you're not boring. Um, but you're, you're, you're able to, uh, you're able to carry your own, I think when you're doing succotash, you know, you know what I mean? So like, I've noticed that like me personally, I think I would be the boring one if it was just me running solo because I, I need that like interaction. If I was just like sitting by myself and just be like talking, um, I, I don't think I'd have a, a, a single idea of what it is I'd be talking about. I would actually have to, to probably script that and rehearse that before I actually even attempted to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, we could try as an experiment in a bit here. Uh, I could, could try an experiment for generating a uh, conversation out of nothing. Uh, but, uh, but it's, it's, thank you for saying, I appreciate what you're saying. I'm, I'm like, attempting, you're welcome. I'm attempting to ignore the compliment because as you know, I am uncomfortable with them, but I shouldn't, I should acknowledge it and thank you for it because it is very kind of you, uh, to say nice things. Um, <laughs> Only the truth, brother. Only the truth. Uh, so now you are credited on in the episode of, of Combat Radio. You're accredited as a relative of Captain Kidd. Yes. I'm almost positive we've was, talked about this before, but uh, I don't know if we've talked about it on one of this, uh, the, the soundcasts that we've done already or not. But, uh, yeah, it says – so here's the full description of that episode uh, if you'd like to. Okay. Uh, Angry Jack-O-Lanterns of Doom. Combat Radio's 31 Days of Halloween continues with Ashley Palmer, Peter Shinkoda, Tom Vitorino, also Hunter Block. And okay, so I sh- this is the problem. I didn't read the parts where it says the credits. And it's funny because I've already said these credits already, so I'll try to go as quickly as possible. It's Ashley Palmer, and then in parentheses, Paranormal Activity. <laughs> Peter Shinkoda, Falling Skies, Mortal Kombat, War, etc. Tom Vitorino, Manager of the Cult, The Doors, Big Country, etc. Also, Hunter Block. A relative of Captain Kidd <laughs> calls in. From, yes, calls in from the haunted Rose Hill Cemetery, and then Tyson Singer calls in with this week's Halloween movie picks from Universal Monster Machine. Oh, and apparently somebody. I uh, guess Marcus Lindsay was there at Paranormal EXP, the Travel Channel, where he uh, investigated quote haunted Alcatraz, and they talk about the Amityville horror and stuff and stuff like that, and more stuff and more stuff and junk and more stuff. But yes, so. <coughs> So what is the behind do you would you do you mind talking about the the relation to Captain Kidd? Sure. He uh he uh supposedly was my great 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 grandfather. Wow. Few greats. Great 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 great. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Um, I just I discovered this at a at a barbecue uh, because my grandfather uh, was doing our family tree. So we you know we were talking about the family and stuff, and uh, he's like, "Hey, did you know who we're related to?" And I'm like, "Wow, we're related to that guy." He's like, "Yep," and I'm like, "That's pretty cool." That is pretty. So, uh, is that on your father's side or on your mother's side? Uh, mother's side. Okay. Yep. So yeah, apparently there's quite a bit of history associated with this one. There are apparently quite a few people that believe he was uh, wrongfully executed for piracy. Um, yes, he was. He was actually a pirateer, not a pirate. I think it's a privateer. Privateer. Privateer, privateer. No, you're right. Privateer. Privateer. Yeah. Although, uh, he worked for uh, the British uh, – uh, he, he worked for the king basically in those days uh, getting rid of uh, pirates or turning in pirates or help capturing pirates. Wow. And in the end, they just basically hung him. So they turned on him apparently. Uh, yeah, basically. Wow. Well, that's not good. That was basically like his reward for like, you know, helping to clean up the, uh, you know, the ocean, I guess. Wow. So. So let's see. Uh, it says here. Okay. So. he. Okay. So. Uh, all right. It says kid uh, had two lawyers to assist in his defense. He was shocked to learn. This is from Wikipedia, by the way. He was shocked to learn at his at his trial that he was charged with murder. Uh, hmm. He was found guilty on all charges, and it's murder and five counts of piracy and sentenced to death. Sorry about that. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, he was hanged two times. On the first attempt, the, hang- the, first attempt, the hangman's rope broke and Kid survived. Although some in the crowd called for Kid's release, claiming the breaking of the rope was a sign from God, Kid was hanged again minutes later, this time successfully. Yeah. Oh, and then it says, you know, some details, which I'm sorry to go into details because it's, you know, with, when it's one's relative, you never know how sensitive they're going to be about stuff like this. Um, it says his body was gibbeted over the River Thames at Tilbury Point as a warning to future would-be pirates for three years. For three, wow. Three years I think they, they – I think they they did used to do that back in the like back in those days to kind of like it was it was a deterrent against you know piracy basically like hey if you roll into our port and try to you know commit piracy this is what's going to happen to you so this is like your warning basically you yeah. know what I mean oh absolutely for for three years three years that is insane like that that is insane yeah wow it's just, like I mean you'd imagine like, that yeah go ahead no it's like like. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it's weird and bizarre and kind of like morbid, really. Like, you know, like, here, we're going to put this guy on display for three years. It seems like a long time to be. I mean, you know, what what's really messed yeah. up about that is, you know, that there are people who just got used to it. They're just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's there. You know, it's like, oh, that's not going yeah, anywhere. It's... Oh, that's still there. And then like, well, how long do you suppose it's, it? I mean, like, do you think it took? I mean, it's less than three years now that uh, Trump's been in office. Do you suppose it was <laughs> now that people are just kind of getting used to that uh, on some level, which is because so much time has gone by? Or is it? do you think it's one of those situations where it's like, what, it's been three years? We should probably take him down. We should probably get that guy. I think I, I think kind of like both. I think like – I mean I think people kind of became like desensitized to the fact that there was a dead man – you know, on display for three years as a, as a warning against, you know, future piracy. Sure. You know, it's, it's almost like a Halloween decoration. No offense, but it's, it's oh, yeah. kind of like a, a Halloween decoration. It's like, oh, yeah, that guy's on display. He's like the he's not only a deterrent, but he's a he's a Halloween decoration. If we 
celebrated Halloween in those days. But I mean, right. and, and of course, people in those days, you know, I mean, it was a much more different lifestyle and, and different culture in those days, because obviously in those days, you know, you, somebody pissed you off. You just took out your pistol and you shot them. You know, I mean. And people would think none of it, like, you know, like how they used to do like the like they used to like stand each other back to back and gave them the pistols. And then they had to like walk like certain amount of paces and then mm-hmm. turn and, you know, whoever shot first. And you know what I mean? Yeah, a duel. It, it was like in Barry Lyndon. A duel. Exactly. So it was like that. So it was, it was definitely a uh, wilder time. It's just like, for example, a lot of people are desensitized when it comes to violence on television. You know, obviously, when you watch a scary movie and you see like a monster ripping someone's head off, mm-hmm. you don't really react to it because for one, you, uh, you know, you know, it's fake, but mm-hmm. two, you on a subconscious level, you're also desensitized from it. And I'm not saying everybody is a lot of no, people no. will get shocked by the gore and violence in, in a horror movie. But I'm saying back in those days, I'm sure a lot of people were, uh, completely desensitized to the fact that there was a dead guy just on display for three years. Right. Yeah. You just get used to it. I mean, there were children born during yeah. that time, you know, they're like, can you imagine that there's like a three-year-old, right? Who, who's just like starting right. to notice stuff that's around in life. And they happen to see this. I mean, I don't know how, how far out it was in the, you know, uh, on the dock or wherever by the Thames, wherever this thing is, I don't know how visible, you know, but like, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's like if somebody w- had hoped you hadn't seen it, then, uh, you know, a certain amount of time goes by and it's not there anymore. And it's like, Daddy, did there used to be a dead man hanging up on the dock there by a gibbet? No, no, of course. You're, <laughs> no, you're imagining. <laughs> yes, yeah. of course not. Or yes, yes, there was. Don't don't be a pirate. Or better yet, don't, exactly. be, don't be accused of being a pirate because it's it's almost as bad. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's kind of like, too, like during the Salem witch trials, it's like, yo, don't don't be accused of being a witch or they're going to drag you out of your house at night. You're going to be done. (laughs) You know, they're going to they're going to stick you at the bottom of a pond and God forbid you float up because you're using your witch like powers to save your own life. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm sure people I'm, I'm sure that back then when when he was on display, I'm sure people, I mean, you know, did use it as a teaching tool to be like, hey, listen, you know. When you grow up, you know, get yourself a reputable job, become a blacksmith or, you know, whatever kind of jobs they had back in those days. But God forbid, whatever you do, don't be a pirate because you see that bad man right there. You'll be on display just like him. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So. I hear you. Yeah, you got to find a way of uh, keeping the children uh, on a straight and narrow path, you know. Right. Or, exactly. Or, or, you know, just you know, just trying to protect them. Through fear. Hello, friends, and Happy New Year from Henderson's Pants. As you set out with a freshly minted batch of resolutions for the new year, bound and determined to make at least some of them stick, be sure that one of those vows is to get yourself a pair of Old Lang Slacks from Henderson's. Crafted from recycled calendar pages from last year, Old Lang Slacks are then reinforced with the resolve of those who failed to follow through on their plans to better themselves. Double-stitched with the pain of failure, these pants are designed to stay with you throughout the coming year while keeping you on track when it comes to fulfilling those oh-so-important obligations to yourself. Here's the secret. Thanks to microchip technology, your old Lang Slacks are fully wired and ready for you to program in up to one dozen New Year's resolutions or 18 heartfelt promises not to let others down. 
Each time the pants sense that you're straying off that old resolution path, you'll get a jolt in your nether region that'll make you wish you hadn't slipped into that pair of the most comfortable pants you've ever owned. But too late now. Another vital feature of Henderson's Old Lang Slacks is the accountability time lock zipper and clasp. These pants won't come off until your resolutions are complete. Originally designed for parole violators, deadbeat dads, and political candidates, Henderson's Old Lang Slacks are available to ring in the new year at a church, synagogue, or mosque near you. That's Henderson's, makers of fine hair shirts and Iron Maidens since 1206 A.D. And now, back to Sagatash. Thank you, Bill Haywood. We now return you to my conversation with Hunter Block, already in progress. So I was thinking it would be a good time for you to hear that uh, clip. Uh, oh, yes. From Combat Radio. Okay, here we go. Hello, you're on with Combat Radio. Hey, hello. Hello. Who's this? This is Hunter Block. Hunter Block. Okay. Let me uh, digress a little bit into who Hunter Block actually is. He has a code name out there known as Zombie Bacterium, but he's one of our avid listeners, and he's actually a descendant of the pirate Captain Kid. And the reason he's calling is because Hunter has done a tour of duty in a very haunted cemetery uh, back east, and he's here to tell us a little bit. It's actually a cemetery, and I'm, I'm not kidding you. Hmm. It's got a headstone marked Zombie. Um, yeah, and he does. It's uh... I'm yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. You're the authority, Hunter. Hunter, welcome to the program, man. Glad you're calling. Happy Halloween, by the way. Oh, thanks. You too. Um, yeah, actually, the tombstone is um, the, the guy's name is Zombie Holstart, believe it or not. He was a child born in 1960 and died in 1973. Mm. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any background on him, but uh, he's in there. One and of the the, uh, the actual name of the the name of the place is called Rose Hill Cemetery. Rose Hill, right. That's the name of it. One of the things yeah. I want to ask you, Hunter, is there's a headstone there. It's somewhat, okay. um, it's kind of in full. Uh, first of all, in a moment, I'm going to have you give us the history of the place and some of what's happened there. But there is a headstone where if you take a photo of it, your camera battery instantly dies. And it's... Ah, uh, yes. And it happens to everyone. Yeah. Come on. No, I'm not. Yes. Peter's looking at me like I'm crazy. Even Duracell? Even Duracell. <laughs> Tell us about the history of the place, Hunter. Um, you know, what better person to what better person to advise us than a descendant of Captain Kidd, but give us a history of both the place, what and some of the haunted elements there. Since you've actually done a paranormal tour of duty in the joint. Okay. The uh tombstone that you're referring to is the the boy's name is Lester Stillwell. He was um he was 10 years old when he died in 1916. He uh, basically died of a shark attack, which is actually a freak thing since I've never even heard of that up until I started researching this. And his would-be uh, rescuer, he was 24, he died as well. So supposedly when you actually take a picture of this boy's tombstone, your your, your battery just dies. Yeah. Hey, Hunter, um, stop right there because I'm yeah. going to play the appropriate music. So stand by. Hold on a second here. Let me get this right for us. One of these days, I'm gonna have to put some time into finding some different source music. But I know, I know where to go, where to make it work. I thought you were gonna play Jaws. Yeah, just... Oh my god, I just gotta stop this real quick. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, that's like memory lane, like right there. Uh, uh, to to your to uh, to anyone out there listening to this, 
before I replay this, this was my uh, first time ever uh, being on a not only well because obviously it's not a soundcast uh, in, in the sense of uh, being soundcast. This was a live uh, internet radio show and still is. It's it's very awesome. I listen to it every Friday and uh, promote it as much as possible. And, and plus, we're on the uh, Brigade Radio One that's that's sponsored by Combat Radio, as Tyson will tell you. Um, but this was my first time doing anything like this, and I could tell you right now, I was scared as hell. So, with that being said, let's get back to it. You ready, Tyson? Sure. Okay. You're going to play Jaws. Yeah, I do too. I was like, <laughs> where's the Jaws? Uh, we should get Carl Gottlieb in on this. <laughs> All right, Hunter, back to you. So, j- shark attack, cemetery headstone that kills your phone battery when you try to take a photo of it. Yes. This uh, a shark apparently swam up Matawan River, and I guess this boy was playing by the river, and he fell into it and fell uh, victim to a shark attack, and he died on the way to the hospital. He in a and, river. Uh, it was his a, died as well. It was a shark attack in a river. That's unusual. Yeah. Yeah, it's fresh water. It, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, it's fresh water. So, I mean, that that's what the uh, the research that I've done is that he actually, uh, a shark found its way upriver and uh, to this town. Now, the town is called Matawan. I think I mentioned that. Is that long and uh, he died. Is it a shark or was it a cover-up? Um, Could have been a cover-up. They said shark. Was he swimming in the Amityville Lagoon? <laughs> Hold on. Don't go there yet. Don't go there. <laughs> he was trying to do a great segue there. He man. was trying... Peter was trying to derail us to the Amityville Horror segment, which kind is next. What kind of energy we need in zombie uh, hookers? That yeah. kind of energy right you can't, you can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't derail the Amityville Horror, man. Come on. Can't derail it. Don't worry. You can call back for that segment, much. Hunter. We can get you. We can put you on two segments. But tell us a little bit. I what, actually... What? Go ahead. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. You can speak. No, I was, was, was going to say I actually visited the house, although I couldn't get inside. I actually visited it. Wait, well, you know what? I'm jealous. You, you attempted to get inside? You don't know this guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was standing outside the house. Let me tell I you. I didn't want to commit B&E, you know what I mean? Let me, yeah, I didn't want to commit B&E. Yeah. Let me tell you about this guy. If this guy pulls on, this guy goes to the house, I'm sure. He also probably knocked on the door, and there's no response. He probably looked in the window, and then he probably went around to try to find a cellar entrance. He probably went into the boathouse, probably swam in the lagoon a bit, and then decided to leave. I had this creepy lady come right to the window, and she had this rotary phone with a wire. She's standing right there for 10 minutes, staring right at us like, like there is no rotary phone in that house. Scary. There is no rotary phone in that house. There's no oxygen around that house. It's a vacuum. Oh, now see, there you go. Now you're, now you're, now. I'm creeped out. This is getting creepy. This How come the stuff? star of Paranormal Activity is the one that's all creeped out? Aren't I'm... you the one that everyone thinks was in a real paranormal documented? Yeah, I thought I thought you died. Uh, right. I know because it's real. I hate to let you, I hate to let the secret out of the bag, Hunter, but it's it's just a movie. She uh she uh got up uh, after I... eating her hand off and went home that day. <laughs> or she's oh uh, man, I was all excited too. You know. Not that you died, I'm sorry, but you know. <laughs> I was so excited. Let him correct died. that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween. He was looking at that as real paranormal. Happy Halloween evidence. to you too. Uh, Hunter, real quick, back to Rose Hill. Um, okay. Uh, give us a couple. Other, of... other. Go ahead. Okay. No, no. Oh my God, dude. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you see how uh, different I was in those days doing this sort of thing to how I am now? Doing this sort of thing? Are you asking um, me or the audience at large? Well, well, I'm asking you, sir, because I, you know, you you do this with me each and every week, just about. So, I mean, but you can hear the difference, though, um, in my level of confidence as as to back then to as now, because back then, 
Dude, I was, I was, I'm, I'm really glad that, uh, you know, I wasn't like facing a large crowd because, uh, I, I don't think I'd be able to have done that. Now I could, like, now I don't care, but right. it's just, it, it, t- this is like a, a wonderful, like, uh, blast of the past for me. Oh, good. Well, I mean, I thought you sounded pretty confident back then. So, I mean, I understand, uh, I understand uh, if you, you were thank nervous, you, thank but he didn't sound nervous to me. I mean, he didn't sound any more nervous than anybody else who's ever called in on a radio show. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, so yeah, or anybody else who had never called it on a radio show before or anything. You know, you just sounded kind of like you just did what you – I mean, you certainly sounded uh, at least the same confidence level as me. And I was always trying to just fly by the seat of my pants when I was appearing on there. So, uh, yeah, I, don't know, I thought it went oh, really, absolutely. I mean, really well. No, no, other, no. Um, first of all, they, they say that um, there's it's home to some uh, Civil War uh, casualties. They, uh, other people reported hearing uh, strange noises, strange voices, uh, a mist, um, the usual orb in the photographs, um, and vortexes, which I'm actually disappointed because I didn't get to see one yet. A vortex. Explain exactly uh, to a guy who, uh, uh, I don't know, is not into vortexes, what a vortex is. <laughs> what exactly is a vortex when you say that? Define vortex, Hunter. Well, I guess a, a vortex, because I'm a little, uh, you know, I guess a vortex would be like a gateway to another dimension. Oh, you're kidding. Sort. So it's like a time-space continuum, like a 1.21 gigawatts Doc Brown kind of deal? Wow. Is yeah, it? something like that. Right. Something like that. Yeah, that's yeah, now, who doesn't know shit about vortexes is. now? All right. All right. So anyway, go back to it. I'm sorry. So you've, there's been claims that there's vortexes there. There's Civil War dead. Right. And there's some claims of that's vortex. Right. There's this mysterious shark, ad- shark attack cat fatality right. there uh and there's also the oh. headstone marked zombie very interesting yes let me and ask you something on the zombie you might find even on the, huh? on tom benarino's zo- got a question i got for a you. question for you on the zombie on the zombie name is that actually did anyone research is that like a a name that that that's, that that was used at that period is it because it's sort of like you can make an issue out of anything is was zombie a nickname was it a name did anyone research that as opposed to just saying Zombie? Oh, he must be a zombie. Is there any thought put into that being a red, a hot button issue, being called zombie? Well, I actually did try to uh, try to research it. Unfortunately, I couldn't find anything on it. But the Matter One Historical Society does give guided tours and adds ghost stories into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they'll probably have something on that. Right, right. As to where I was, I was uh, unfortunately wasn't able to find anything on it at all other than the name Zombie, which is actually on the tombstone, so maybe it was like the boy's nickname or something like that, or maybe the parents were just... Typically, beast. You, typically you wouldn't put... I mean, I guess if you have sort of that sense of humor, you, you'd, you'd go that way, but typically you wouldn't put a nickname well, on it. Well, it was 1960, right? People always have a lot of humor going on when they're buried. Yeah, well, he, 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 was, well, he was born in 1960, and he died in 1973, so maybe they just have, like, really dark humor. So 1960, maybe they were I mean, experimenting hey, with uh, acid or something. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, it's New Jersey, man. Anything can happen out here. I love how he speaks for the Tourist Bureau of New Jersey, by the way. Go ahead, Ashley. If you you take a picture with your iPhone, does that battery die too? Because that... I, maybe there's something going on with my iPhone maybe batteries always dying. Well, well, even though the iPhone is wicked awesome, I have one myself, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> the, uh, the the rules still apply to iPhones too. But does it apply to the no, Galaxy like 3? <laughs> is that covered under uh, warranty? Is that covered under warranty with the iPhone 5? I just want to know. I, I don't know, but unless Steve Jobs up there in heaven is like telling this boy not to drain people's iPhone batteries, I'm pretty sure it's going to get drained. 
Hey, what is the scariest thing you have heard or witnessed in this cemetery? Um, when I was here at night, I witnessed, a, I, I felt a, a sense of being watched constantly. Like, no matter where I went in this place, it, I just, it just felt like there was eyes on me. You know, and, and like, I just couldn't wait, like, just to, like, you know, not be there at night, you know? Did you or pull here at night or whatever? Did you pull like a Linus huh? and sit there all night? Did you like do an investigation and you were in the cemetery all night doing <laughs> Linus? You know. Oh, oh yeah. This, this place, this place is huge. Yes, I did. I mean, I, I, this place is is hilly. Uh, lots of hills. Lots of like winding roads. I mean, it, it just goes on and on. They have uh, mausoleums that date back to like 300 years. Hmm. So I'm like really fascinated with this place. I mean, I can go there again and again. It doesn't matter if it's Halloween, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Is he wearing a garlic? Yes, uh, well, Peter's asking you if you're wearing a garlic defense necklace in case zombies, or not not zombies, vampires, right? Something, I don't know. Some garlic words. wards away everybody. No, 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 uh, no, I didn't have garlic, but I did hear about a bunch of uh, ghost tracking moms. One of them in particular is from Keyport, which is a town over from where I live, and uh, she actually drove her minivan in there at night, and it's not a good idea to drive in here at night, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you should park and walk in. In case you know, well, anyone People who watched Scooby, yeah, anyone who ever watched Scooby Doo knows you always park the van and then you go in. You never it, drive. Did yeah. you just say ghost she, hunting moms? She, she, yeah, she drove in. She drove in the entrance, which you you actually can do here during the day. She 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 drove in, and she left the headlights on, which is stupid. But I guess she wanted to light her in her little ghost group or whatever, and she uh, <laughs> they all got out, and supposedly the lights just cut off by themselves for no apparent reason. Interesting. Lights. I like the ghost hunting moms. That has to be in the zombie hookers somehow. That's I mean, so awesome. Uh, I want to oh, show. Zombie hookers, moms. by the way. Zombie hookers. Perfect title for a sequel. Late to rest. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Zombie hookers too. Late the rest. I like it. See, as soon as zombie hookers Throw went that out, out there. Hunter was immediately on that. As, as he saw the light that I saw, which is hit machine. Yes. Oh yeah. Definitely. Hit zombie machine. hookers. You know, and you know, and especially the since we were doing it, like we were talking, Peter, about doing it like in a black exploitation '70s style. You know. With like, that would be wicked awesome. With awesome zombie hookers. Not just zombie crack yeah. hookers, but like real fun zombie hookers. Blackula cameo. Yeah. Yes, Blackula cameo. Oh, man. Can we, get like a, can, we get, can we get like a, a, a black uh, Cadillac convertible? Like, you know, like the old 60 style ones? Oh, of course, that's doable. You know, something in tells me hookers? my old friend who I miss very much, Isaac Hayes, may he rest in peace, he'd be very proud of this project. Yeah. Yeah. Truck Turner would be very proud of a zombie hookers project, gaining a strange force of momentum in the combat radio episodes where we've talked about it. It's like, I'm now asked about this online more than anything else. Like, what's up with zombie I hookers? I think you need a scene at Cafe Halesco. I think so. <laughs> what about Pimps? What about Are we having Pimps in this movie as well? Are we having who in it? Pimps? Yeah, Peter's playing our pimp right here. Okay, yeah. I was thinking like Billy D. Williams. Uh, well, he's a, he, that's For doable. some reason. Yeah. Billy D. Williams will tell you that one of his favorite interviews ever was this show, so I think that's doable. Corey Billy D. Williams? Yes. Yeah, Corey son. D. Williams, his son? Corey D. Williams. You know, you know who I also uh, knew quite a quite well, who uh, used to love to meet at Dupar's for lunch was Rudy Ray Moore, but he's also passed away. He would have been a cinch. I could have put the lead pipe lock on that thing with a phone call. <laughs> I think we should get real pimps. <laughs> real pimps. That's what we want. Real pimps on the set. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to get real clothes at the party tonight. Yeah, real you, no, 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 that's not.
not true. Look at Peter's quickly trying to swipe this party under the rug. (laughs) (laughs) Peter's having a fit in the corner. (laughs) All right, so Hunter, Rose Hill, it's... uh, There is a historical society that does a ghost walk if people are interested, but you yourself, if people yeah. are interested, could probably be contacted for a more unofficial yet more interesting ghost walk, I'd imagine. They they certainly can. What's the name of your paranormal research outfit? Or is it, uh, you know, the uh, Just the Hunter Block Irregulars? Or, what is it? Yeah, Zombie Bacterium. Zombie Bacterium. You know, when in doubt this Halloween, yep. if you're looking for something to do in the Long Island area, I highly recommend you take a ghost walk. Hosted by our friend Zombie Bacteria. Combat Radio approves this message. There you go. <laughs> Hunter, nice having you on the program, buddy. Anything in closing? Thank you for having me. All right, buddy. We'll talk again. Nice job, buddy. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. So there you have it. Yeah. Rose Hill. Interesting. Headstone Mark Zombie. And that was the phenomenon that everyone talked about. Some other people in the area said the same thing. You cannot take a... Whether it's a magnetic anomaly, an electronic anomaly, or whatever it is, you cannot take a picture of this headstone. Your battery, your phone is dead. That that was uh, that was definitely an interesting day, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, Hunter. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Anybody ever end up contacting you to go on a zombie walk or a uh, paranormal tour? No, unfortunately, I was very disappointed. I was like really excited. I was I was hoping that somebody would have reached out to me and uh, said, "Hey, man, let's uh, let's do it up." But uh, you know, like in those days too, I was I wasn't really uh, I guess uh, as active on social media as I am now. You know, sure, yeah, and uh, well, me either. I mean, I'm sure now. I mean, I'm sure somebody in the state of New Jersey has to listen to uh, Suckatash or Antisocial Show. So I'm pretty sure now that if I were to get something together, I'm pretty sure now like somebody would uh, jump all over that. But uh, yeah, no, unfortunately, nobody uh, nobody jumped on that in those days. That's cool though. Yeah. That's too bad, though. Well, you know, but you know, I guess there's still time. So you've got over 50 episodes of your own podcast now, or your own soundcast. Uh, one, you know what I mean? Yes. And so how does it feel uh, having come all this way? What does that feel like, uh, having have done this now? Did you ever see this as being a thing? Uh, I know that's more than one question, but you get the idea of what I'm asking. Well, I want to say going back prior to, like, uh, to when I was, like, when I was doing Strange Times, like a couple episodes of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely back in those days, like I didn't see it as like myself doing it. Um, I, I, I knew that it was possible, but I wasn't sure how to do it. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so then of course, when I got the idea, the, the awesome idea to, I, I'd be like, Hey man, you know, I was on strange times a few times. I was on combat radio. I'm do, like, you know, I, I obviously share the shit out of shows that I like, uh, attach, including I'm like, I could do this. And. And so I spent six months learning how to do a soundcast. And I have to, like, when, I, when we finally got to the moment, like, when we finally launched, it was, like, super, super exciting. And even, like, now, it's, it's always, like, a, 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 it's, a, it's always a good feeling. It's, like, a, an awesome feeling to be able to sit there and create something and get it out there. So, and, and each and every episode... Um, each and every episode, it's always something new and exciting because even I never know what we're going to talk about when we're doing an episode, except for like here and there when we say, Hey, let's talk about this or let's mention that. But you know, there's, there's no script to it. And so, and that's the fun part because when you get on the mic and start talking, you never know where the conversation is going to go. So, and, and of course, when it's all put together and you send it to me to listen to, it's like, 
wow, man, it's like an exciting thing to not be able to just listen to a soundcast, but to listen to your own soundcast, which is truly amazing. Here, here. Uh, well, it's been it's been a good, uh, great ride this last, um, I guess, year and a half. In um, six days and three months, it will be two years since the first show debuted. Now, wow, really? Yeah, two years. Yep, because yes. the first episode was out on October eighteenth, twenty sixteen. Now, of course, we recorded it earlier than October eighteenth, but it ended up being on the air. Uh, on the air uh, over there at my SoundCloud, uh, which now you can find by going to www.tysonsaner.com. Uh, you can find all my links. I just, I can't even believe it's been two years. Almost. Has it been two years? Or almost two years. It'll be, it'll be two years in three months and six days. That is incredible, man. The, the fact that the, the fact that our show, like something that we created has been going strong for like two years. It's, it's, I mean, that goes to show you how t- how like fast time goes because I honestly never even kept track of like how many years uh, we've been doing this and like now you got to look at it and be like wow yeah I've been a soundcaster for in, in almost two you know and for almost two years now apparently you know in three months yeah so some, that, that's it's truly an amazing thing with you know some, what I mean with some degree of regularity which is like uh, regularity regularly regular. Regu- regularly regular some degree of regularity no i think that's right i think that's the right way well you know me yeah. I'm, I'm a stickler about words um uh, no, nothing wrong with that because i i truly appreciate people that when they drop words i truly appreciate the the fact that they they're they're dropping words and they know what those words mean because they're obviously using them as opposed to like people dropping words and have no idea what the hell it even means at all sure so that's just me though I, I I would prefer if 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 uh, the term soundcast is to get any uh, movement. I mean, I'm not saying it hasn't had movement, but to really get it in there, I'd like a little more of people, you know, bluffing where they just start using the word even though they're not sure what it means, and then you know there'll be people going, mm. "Okay, now I thought you meant podcast, but I wasn't sure why you said it." You know, I, I it's you know it's kind of nice when people ask. Um, well, for clarification, I, I think yeah. I I think the word soundcast. Uh, is, I mean, think about it. Everything, anything that's anything in life evolves and becomes better, right? So it became, it, it was originally called a podcast. Okay, well, we used pod, we used the term podcast for a lot of years and people are still stuck on the word podcast, but it's, it's nice to actually evolve and call it something else because, obviously, when you, when you think of podcasting, and I, I don't really want to like talk, bad or ill about, you know, iTunes. I love iTunes. We're on iTunes, but it's still like the big old elephant in the room. It's like you talk about a podcast. Well, that's probably the only medium where it exists is, is on iTunes. And you have like your little, you know, uh, what do they call them things? An iPod, which is dead technology. They don't even make iPods anymore. So it's, it's nice to get away from that. And it just sounds to me sounds bigger, better, more professional when you say, "Hey, I'm a soundcaster." You know, that's just my opinion. Okay, that's cool. Um, you know what's really amazing? Also, uh, I forgot. What's that? Um, I mean, I, I agree with all you say. What, what you're saying, I'm not trying to say that what I've got to point out is more amazing than what you just said. I'm not trying to outdo you, but I'm trying to add to something. And I can't believe I forgot to send you this. Hmm. It's not as long. It's just uh, like a, a few. Okay. Like, it's less than a minute. 
But at the beginning of, of that episode of Combat Radio, uh, that day when you and I were on the air for the first time, almost together, but you know, uh, okay. I, I had been on the show before. Yep. And you had uh, you were coming on for the first time, but we were on the same episode. This is the most this most bizarre thing. Uh, not it was not, Got really, it. not really bizarre, but check this out. Okay. Happy Halloween. It's time for another episode of Combat Radio, and I want to say a quick thank you to the Succotash Show, a rather legendary form of internet entertainment who's been featuring a lot of Combat Radio and some clips, uh, some of our work with Billy D. Williams and Dean Haglin of the X-Files and some others. They've been giving us a lot of support and been featuring us on Succotash. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I was now, th- this, was, uh, this was the same episode that you, uh, I was on, correct? Yes, or yeah. different episode. It was the episode that we you were on uh, that we just listened to the clip from, and then I was on later talking about the Wolfman. Like right at the beginning of the show, he mentioned Succotash, which at that time was hosted how, by Mark Hershon. How awesome is that? It is such a strange uh, uh, confluence of events, you know. Uh, but, oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think right there, dude. Honestly, I mean, I think, um, I think like you and I. You know, being on combat radio, them mentioning Succotash in in a weird sort of way, like a, in a strange sense, it's pretty cool because it, it all led us to like it, it led us to this point right here in time, I think. Yes. You know what I mean? And also it's Halloween. So, so and we've contributed to the uh, Halloween yeah. album. We have a Halloween project that we did together. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because, yeah, because, you know, you were you were doing something for Halloween on combat radio. I was doing something for Halloween on combat radio. A uh, few years after that, I actually went to um, I actually went to uh, Sleepy Hollow Cemetery where I did a, a live episode for Combat Radio uh, a couple of years after that. A couple of years that, that um, I'll have to see if I can find that. Yeah, I think it was like time. a like, what's it? No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to everyone out there. I lied. It was a year. It was a year later. Sorry. So it was the following. Was it the following Halloween? Yeah. No. Was it? I don't know. I can. Check. I honestly don't. Yeah, yeah, check because I think it was it was either like a year or two later. I'm not sure though. I'm not 100 percent positive. Let's but, see here. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. So October 11th, 2013, episode's called "The Legion of Doom." I was wondering if you were on future episodes because you were on two, and then it was a while before you were on again. But it's, so you were on with Sally Safioti, who uh, was uh, from Watchmen, Resident Evil, Star Wars, Tracy takes on and. Uh, as it says in the that is so friggin' cool. Forty thousand interesting credits, and it says Aaron Fitzgerald, of course, you from Ed, Ed and Eddie yep. Beach Monster High, uh, Hamilcar Crosby, one of the part, our partners at Kung Fu Movie Madness, uh, Richard mm-hmm. Richard Epcar of Ghost in the Shell, Robotech, and Batman. Uh, yep, his wife Ellen Stern Epcar uh, for, with from Milk and Honey and Robotech. These are the credits that are being listed. Tom Vitorino is there is still uh, back, or perhaps I'm not sure what at this point, but it's a whole year later. <laughs> Not have left. Practically a whole year later. <laughs> almost a whole year later. Uh, and yep. uh, uh, it's manager of the cult, the doors, fuel, et cetera, is his credit. <clears throat> Casey Ryan of the Cutting Room Floor podcast, which I have heard a couple of times. Uh, it's been a while. Calls in. And then on Hunter Block, and then it says, who runs the Combat Radio Firebase New Jersey page. Uh, uh, and I still actually, uh, that page went to the wayside, and now I run the Combat New Jersey Strike Team page. Okay. And it says, calls in with a Halloween report from Sleepy Hollow. Yes, sir. And if you want to listen to that, folks, you can go to www.latalkradio.com forward slash content forward slash combat hyphen radio. Yes, a lot, of, a lot of those things in those days just led us to what we're doing like right now, which is pretty cool, I think. It's interesting how time does that, doesn't it? 
Yeah, yep. absolutely. Absolutely, dude. Because because like I said, you know, we did uh, the Halloween album part three last year, and now we're working on part four, if I if I may say that, yep. uh, working on our own track again. So, sure, sure. Um, yeah, so it's it's uh, it's been a pretty fun ride. And I, I, I hope the ride goes for a real long time because you never know what tomorrow is going to bring, bro. That's very true. And I hope it goes. I hope it goes as long as it can as well. So uh, thank you. for Absolutely. Thank you for uh, for being on the program. Thank you for having me. It was a fun time, dude. And uh, thank you for uh, finding that uh, audio clip because it was really fun uh, reliving uh, that moment in time. That was that was really cool. Oh no problem. And thank you for thank you for kicking my ass into into doing a uh, podcast because you know you really like uh, I was uh, in a pretty uh, depressive state during that period of time, and I think it's given me something really. Uh, it's fun to look forward to putting together the show every couple of weeks as it is, even when it was every week or just, you know, having something to work on. And, uh, I think it helped me work on other things basically. And, uh, you know, uh, increase my work output. Uh, so I appreciate that. A great You're deal. welcome. Thank you. Uh, there's a quick story behind that. Hmm. Uh, if you, if you have time, uh, sure. Okay. So the night that I decided to do a, uh, and I, and I'll keep this as brief as possible. Uh, the night that I decided to do a, uh, podcast or soundcast, um, I was sitting right in this room where I'm sitting right now, mm-hmm. where I do every episode of antisocial show. And I'm like, I was talking to a person who were, you know, I'm not going to bring up, but I was talking to a person and we were having a conversation and I'm like, Hey man, a, a girl, obviously, but I was like, Hey man, we should do a podcast. Like, cause the con- kind of conversations that we were having, I'm like, you know, we should just do, we should just do a soundcast. I've been thinking about doing, doing one for, a, for a while now, just, but, uh, also, and, and, and she got interested and I'm like, but you know, I want to bring my friend, my good buddy Tyson on, because I think it would be awesome having three people as to oppose a two. But I think now that I look back on it, I'm glad it was just like you and I, because of the, the dynamic and the way the show went, like the chemistry, it, you just can't, you, you just can't replicate that. You know what I mean? So, hmm. but that was my line of thinking back in those days anyway. So, but I definitely had you in mind immediately when I decided to actually do a soundcast. So thank you for being a part of it, bro, because it's, it is fun. And it's something that I look forward to each and every week um, because it definitely is a way to uh, escape my head for a little while, if that makes sense. Yeah, like yeah. kind of like get away from reality, because when we're doing this, it's like I'm in the zone, dude. And like when I'm in the zone, we start talking about everything and anything. And it's just like. Before I know it, like a couple hours have passed, and then we get back into reality. I'm like, "Wow, man!" So it's it's kind of like my my uh, drug of choice, so to speak. I like that. so soundcasting your drug of choice. Me too. Um, That's right, my drug of choice. So, uh, well, thank you again, Hunter, for doing uh, the show, and uh, thank you very much for having me. Anything you wanted to say in closing to the? I think you already. I think you. Do you have any plugs? Are you going to be appearing anywhere, doing stand up or anything? Uh, are you going to? Any place you're going to be that you <laughs> it's kind of a joke. I don't know if you could like, cause it'd be a couple of weeks before this comes out. And, uh, uh, I don't know that you'd want to, uh, um, like you're, you're planning it, on doing a meet and greet in the future. Uh, I wish, uh, if I would be doing a meet and greet, uh, in the future, obviously I would want the, uh, the meet and greet to be with you and I would be in California. Oh. Um, and, and 
at some point in time, like, you know, I was even thinking of doing like a live uh, antisocial show somehow. You know what I mean? Sure. Man. I mean, later on in the future, obviously. But uh, no, if any if, if, listen, if anybody out there that's listening to this right now, uh, if you want to jump over to, you know, jump over to antisocial show and listen to an episode or two of uh, Tyson and myself. Uh, please feel free to do so. You can contact me at Zombie Bacterium on Twitter or uh, Antisocial Show One, also on Twitter, or the Antisocial Show on Facebook. Uh, we're all over social media. Come check us out. If you want to be a guest, uh, we love guests on the Antisocial Show, don't we, Tyson? We do. So now, is it the Antisocial absolutely. Show on Facebook, or is it just Antisocial Show on Facebook? Um, it's Antisocial Show on Facebook. Okay, just checking because that the slips in there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah just anti-social show on facebook i mean yeah i, I you know it's funny i got to thinking about that yeah it, because there's no the in the show but yet we always call it the anti-social show we well, never just say and we very rarely do we ever say anti-social show i try it's I, always I try the not anti-social to. show i try very very yeah i mean i've been to. trying not to myself you know but uh yeah i always try to <laughs> I, I you know i well i would say i always correct people i don't always correct people when they say it wrongly because it's uh it's. I don't know. It feels a little bit too much. Uh, it feels a little bit too. I'm too sure much I, to I'm, correct them on. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, actually, it's just anti-social show, but it is just anti. It's three words, and not one of them is the. Yeah. Yeah. So no, there's no the. Get the get the the out. We couldn't call it the anti-show or you know the anti-show, so we just say you know it's anti-social show. Yeah. Thank you. That Thank worked. you. Well, there you have it. I always have a good time recording with Hunter when we record for Antisocial Show. And I'd like to thank him again here for being my guest on this episode of Succotash, the comedy soundcast soundcast. If there's one bit of info I've absorbed from listening to so many different soundcasts over the years, it's a particular similarity of nearly everyone who commits their voices to digital posterity and MP3 format. And that similarity is how, at the beginning of what will become the life of a soundcast, so many of its creators and contributors have absolutely no idea how a show is going to evolve or how long they will continue to make and post episodes. I'm not talking about radio personalities who archive their shows. I'm talking about people who just decide to add their voices to the ever-growing pool of audio personalities who you can choose to spend part of your day with. Who knows what the future brings? Sasquatch, that's who. But they're moody and reclusive, so it's difficult to gather their predictions with any degree of regularity. Anyway, until next time, I bid you a fond gisposta, and if I could trouble you to do so, I'd like to gently implore you to please pass the succotash. You've been listening to Succotash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast, with your host, Tyson Saner, brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com. On Stitcher. On iHeartRadio. On YouTube. On SoundCloud. And wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Follow Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Succotash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at tyson at succotashshow.com or call into the Succotash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at itail.com slash u slash Succotash. Sargatash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit.
credits, our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Sainer. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durgis. Succotash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Succotash goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production.